Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. You work with my dad. You need to tell him that Kevin Costner broke the kerosene lamp. You probably have one of these. What? You've got it in your house. I have one in my house. When you're going through and you're cleaning up and you have something and you don't know where it goes, you say... This goes in the junk room. It's a company coming place. Yes. Okay, so company's coming, so we have to clear out a space, and so we throw everything in fill in the blank. So you guys have one of those? Yeah, it's uh, we have a guest room that yeah. isn't often occupied, and yeah. so we throw all of our junk in there as we're not using it. Okay, is that the office room or the other littler room? It's the little bedroom that oh, has a bed okay. in it that my parents were going to stay in this past weekend. <laughs> And so as Lindsay and I are getting ready to have them over, we've got a bed piled high. Like, we've got files on there. We've got clothes. There's no room for it in the closet. There is a thick layer of pet hair from where all of our pets have been taking naps. And it was like, well. Oh, so, oh, when you have to clean out the junk space, that's what you had to do. We did. And? We chose a different junk room. (laughs) So basically... The junk migrated. It's Yeah, it's migrating junk. <laughs> when you have people come and visit, like Taylor and Lindsay did, you clean. But there's always that one space that you have to clean because it's the space where all the junk has collected. Got something like that, Melinda? Sadly, yes. Oh, <laughs> so tell us about it, Melinda. Like many who have spoken, I do have a room mm-hmm. that once was my, my computer and craft room. Yeah. And became that catch-all room. Uh-huh. I have tried at different times to reclaim it and sadly get overwhelmed each time. So it remains the catch-all room. So out of curiosity, where do you actually do your crafting and computer work? Uh, really the living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I am very happy to hear that I am not alone no. in this. So thank you for bringing this topic up this morning so we can all all understand that we are not alone in this. We call it junk, but we won't throw it away. You're right. We we call it oh, man. clutter, but it never gets uncluttered or mm-hmm. rarely does. So everybody's got that place because I am sorry, but unless you are full time employed in making sure your house is meticulous, there is a collection point. Let's back up here for a second. Looking for a house with my kids. We walk into this little house and then we went into the basement and I walked around a corner and I started laughing out loud while I was looking at this house, like big, full on belly laugh, out loud laugh. And my son was like, what are you laughing at? And I said, well, come in here. So he came around the corner in the basement in my house. It seems like somebody had an afterthought that they wanted to put in a giant jacuzzi tub that is bright red. Okay. It is a bright red tub (laughs) in the middle of the basement. And it's just kind of like, what? But my son loved the idea of it so much. That was actually one of the reasons why we bought the house. Fast forward. Guess where the junk goes in our house? You put it in the jacuzzi tub? In the jacuzzi tub. The big red tub. Very large container. I mean, (laughs) sure. It is. Right now there's a rug. There's a fan. (laughs) There is a grill that I haven't been using. I mean, it's a big thing. And so it gets the big junk. You have a grill in your jacuzzi tub. Well, it's like a little household grill, oh, well, inside so house bad. grill, like a Cuisinart grill. It's yes. a tub grill. <laughs> it's a tub grill. 
for when you're getting clean, but you also want a burger. I did. <laughs> we want you to feel seen mm-hmm. and known. Yeah. You are not the only one with a junk collection space. Where is yours, Kelly? Our guest bedroom. The saddest part is that I wouldn't really go in there unless somebody was going to come and you were just kind of like sprucing to make sure it was good for like someone to sleep in there. Right. And every time I would go in there as my kids grew up, I would find some memorabilia that they no longer loved. Oh. Like, they used it as a junk room. Oh. <laughs> so every time I'd go to just kind of spruce a little, I would end up teary because I'd be like, oh, she's growing up. <laughs> Your junk collection room made you cry. Oh, yes. And then my husband would see me come out of there and he'd say, oh, another trip down memory lane. Sorry. (laughs) I totally didn't expect it. It kind of came out of the blue. I had just come out of a fitting room. Pretty sure I didn't have the happiest look on my face. Clothes didn't look the way you hoped they would. (laughs) I come out of the fitting room and a gal is sitting there and she's like, you know what? I really like the outfit that you have on. And I said, oh, well, thanks. This is mine. And then, of course, because this is what I always do, I said, yeah, it's really flowy and big right now because I don't want to put anything on with a waist because, you know, ha, ha, ha. And she went, hey, hey, hey. Just like that. She was just like, hey, hey, hey. She said, hey, we've all had a hard time the last 18 months. Yeah. She said, and some of us have found a little bit of happiness in eating a little bit more than we normally would. (laughs) She's like. That's okay. That's all right. She says, you're still beautiful. So take the compliment. I like your outfit. And I went, oh, okay. She said, and you need to give yourself a little bit of grace. And I went, okay. Wow. Thank you. And I will. That's so sweet. And I walked away both feeling complimented and convicted (laughs) at the same exact time. Good job on her, though. You try and, like, bounce the compliment right back to her, and she's like, no, this is for you. (laughs) She just went. You keep it. Hey, hey, hey. And I went, what? I'm so bad about that, though. You get a compliment. It's like, yeah, I've got to make a joke so it doesn't sound like I think I'm all that. Taking a compliment is hard. It's surprising. You would think it wouldn't be, but it's difficult. You get that one compliment that can totally change things, maybe just for like a few days, maybe even for your life. The one that I got, I still don't even know who it was. Really? It was one of those online things back before they made you attach your real name to everything and you could just have like random screen names and stuff. And so I get this comment from who knows who. And it was sort of like, you ever heard the term of a backhanded compliment? Yeah. That's this, not- this was like a backhanded insult. Okay. Uh, the, the comment I'm a little says, worried. The comment said, you're a total dork and I love you. Oh. And I was like, okay, you, uh, yeah, that's okay. But, but you <laughs> like that about me. And that was huge because I recognize I can be a little awkward in social situations. I recognize that about me. And in high school... I was so insecure about that. Mm. I felt really uncomfortable as me. I had my groups of people who I knew accepted me, but I never really felt like I could just go up and talk to people because of how awkward I felt and how I wasn't really good at small talk. Mm -hmm. And then here's this random person. I don't know who it was. They might not have even known me, but there was something about that comment. You're a total dork and I love you for it. I was like, I can be who God made me to be. And there are people who like that kind of person. 
And once I learned that I can kind of own that about myself and just be that, the people who I found who are okay with that and who like that, I realize they like me for me and not who I'm trying to pretend to be. There's that one that you can remember. You just think back on it and it was a compliment and it it changed you and it changed the course of your life. Several years ago, uh, my dad passed and I didn't have much contact with him growing up. Honestly, I'd be surprised if I'd seen him 30 or 40 times growing up. Mm. And when I went to my sister's funeral a couple of years after my dad passed, this gentleman walked in and my, my wife looked over at me and she says, hey, you might want to go see who this guy is. Doesn't he look just like your dad? I was like, wow, doesn't he? Well, it turns out this is my dad's brother, my Uncle Albert. Wow. And so, you know, I, I got his phone number and, you know, I just would you know, try to periodically call him. Now, he's older. He's in his 80s. And and I, I'd catch him sometimes. And then when his wife passed, I sent him a beautiful card that I made myself. And, you know, he said to me, he said, Frank, you're just like an angel. You just bless me when you call. You're the only one that really calls and checks on me. And, you know, that's something you want to hear maybe from your dad. But God has a way of uh, just building me up and uh, making me into something uh, that I can handle life with him involved in serving him and serving others. You face awkward situations every day. It's true. Every day. The human race is an awkward species. We are awkward because we're social. Mm-hmm. And social situations will cause for awkwardness. The thing is, is that there are... Certain awkward situations that happen over and over and over mm-hmm. again in our lives. And and I don't know if any of us have truly mastered how to deal with them, except for to laugh at the fact that they happen. We found a website that has <laughs> ranked the top 30 most awkward situations. And we've, we've uh, taken the liberty of choosing two of them. And we're going to have an awkward off. We're going to have an awkward off. It's so, a competition. Let's get it ready to Our first awkward contender is that time that it's your birthday and everybody's singing happy birthday to you and you just have to sit there. (laughs) Right? I know. I don't know what to do. What do you do when everybody is singing happy birthday about you and to you and you're just sitting there? There's no way to be unawkward during that. Do you sing, Juriet? Do you laugh? Do you just sit there? What do you do? The other contender in the blue corner. Standing at 120 pounds soaking wet <laughs> is that time that you say goodbye to somebody and then you have to leave in the same direction. I love <laughs> You run into somebody at the grocery store, you chit-chat, and then you say goodbye, and then you both keep walking the same way. You're parked right next to each other, and you can't say anything else. The conversation's over. <laughs> so we need to know which of these is more awkward. You be the judge. Well, when I'm in the grocery store, if we're going in the same direction, I just say, well, I'm going the other way. I got, oh, I remember. I got to go get something back there. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. I was supposed to buy a stick of gum. (laughs) Right. I think the birthday thing has to top it. My family, on my 50th birthday, they had a party for me. And they put me in the front of the room, in front of everybody. And I was so embarrassed that my eyebrows quivered. <laughs> <laughs> that made it so much worse. <laughs> my eyebrows quivered. Oh, oh. I never want to be put in that position again, ever. Welcome to the Awkward Off. Awkward Off! 
We've okay. found 30 of the most awkward situations, and we're putting them to the test. Because you deal with them every day. Mm-hmm. We all run into these situations, and we want to know which one do you think is the most awkward. Okay, so we we chose having happy birthday sung to you and saying goodbye to somebody and then having to continue to walk in the same direction. Well, the vote is in. Having happy birthday sung to you is the more awkward of those two situations. But now we have a new challenger. We have to play this music every time there's a new challenger. All right. And you need to vote every time so, there's a new challenger. 515-327-1071. Which is more awkward? Is it more awkward to have happy birthday sung to you? Or to be in the bathroom and then someone knocks on the door and then you have to let them know that there's someone in there in a polite way? <laughs> what do you say? What do you do? I say, I'll be out in a sec. But then I'm like, okay, how... I have to rush because then they're going to start wondering what's taking me so long. I know. All the things that go through your head. I can't make any promises, but I'm I'm hoping to be done within the minute. Which is more awkward? Stop having talking. happy birthday son to you or having the bathroom door knocked on <laughs> and having to let them know there's someone inside? I would say the bathroom situation. Oh, yeah? Because one time, you know, the Midwest replies like, oops, sorry, you know, someone's in here. <laughs> Um, I even had the point where the lock broke and the person walked in on me. Oh, no! After I said it was occupied. So. Maybe they had a forward even, motion going and they couldn't stop. What, do you, what did you say then? Were you like, oh, oh, oh? Yes, yes. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, in here. They said that. Like, so, that's for sure. Okay. Oh, you thank you. Vote for the bathroom situation. Thank you. Yes, but which is worst? I mean, <laughs> we all face awkward situations every single day. Every day because we're social creatures and that leads to awkwardness. Mm-hmm. So we found an article that lists what they think are the top 30 awkward social situations that you face. One of them being, in my opinion, one of the most awkward is when you're in a group and they sing happy birthday to you. What do you do with yourself in that span of time when a group of people are singing happy birthday to you? That one has been the reigning champion of awkwardness. But here comes another challenger. (laughs) Another challenger in the awkward off. Okay, and this is for you to vote on. 515-327-1071. Is this more awkward than having happy birthday sung to you? Like when you drive into a parking lot and you park and you look next and someone's just sitting in their car. (laughs) What are you supposed to do with yourself? When you look at each other. And you make eye contact and you don't know what you're supposed to do. Do you wave? (laughs) I I give the head nod like I'm a cool person. Do you not? I do like the the upward head like, sup? Do you... Yeah, but that would belie that you are cool, which I know, you're not. I try. I try really hard. Do you do you do you wave? Do you nod? Do you pretend like you didn't see him? Do you like turn and scratch your head? I pretend like your windows were too tinted for me, sir. I did not see you there. Which is more awkward, Sarah? It's got to be the birthday singing, and this is why. When it's somebody in the car next to you, you can look down and walk away. You are in control of the amount of time that you spend in that awkwardness. This is true. When it comes to birthday singing, what are you going to do? Just walk away? How rude would that be? They're singing you happy birthday. And it can be elevated because you're, if you're in a restaurant and they put a big old sombrero on your yeah. head, what do you do? I mean, like, you can't be rude and be like, get that sombrero off no. my head, you know? 
<laughs> you wouldn't say that. Here's the other oh. thing. Have you realized how incredibly slow the tempo of Happy Birthday is? Yes. It takes so long yes. to sing it. It takes about as long for you to wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> or you yeah, should. We, we found that out. We That's found what that I've out been last told, year. At least. <laughs> I thought... The only debate on how to eat corn on the cob was typewriter style or going in rings. Exactly. Like, I thought it. that was it. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, it's sweet corn. You don't need to do much to it. But there is a third way that I've been reading no. about, Jen. I kind of want to try this. Okay. What? It's, it's called corn ribs. Corn ribs? Corn ribs. All so right. you stand the corn up on its back end so it's like straight up like it is on the stock. And then you cut down so it's in quarters. And like you have these through the the cob through the cob all the way through. So you have these long like quarter round strips of corn. Okay. And then you season them. Uh-huh. And a lot of people put them in their air fryers. Some people put it on the grill or in the oven. And so they end up curling like a rib. And so you have these like crispy seasoned curved corn on the cobs that you eat like ribs. Oh. <laughs> You're not interested in this? I'm trying to figure out how I would pick this up. How by, do I pick the, it up to by eat By the it? bone, by the, the corn bones. Yeah, but the, and then you have to kind of like, it's small, so then you're like... That's already how you eat corn. You're already going... You just have like more room to go... On top of either side. Okay, so... Season it. You season. It. What do you season it with? Well, you wouldn't like this, Jen. One recipe just called for salted butter and cilantro. Oh, so just put green death on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could put other stuff. Like, I could see, like... Why don't uh, you just dunk it in soap? Do, like, chili and cumin on there or something? <laughs> I still want to try it. I just looked at his retreating figure, and I was like, you are pathetic. <laughs> you are pathetic. And I had a big smile on my face, and I was shaking my head. Because mm-hmm. Bagel the Beagle had to go into the vet, and Bagel the Beagle acts like every time he goes to the vet that he is going to sure doom. I mean, it's just because <laughs> I think the hard thing right now is because I can't go in with him. Mm-hmm. At my vet, we're not allowed to go in until next month. And Bagel the Beagle has to go in with the very nice vet tech that comes out to mm-hmm. get him, you know, and, and tells him all sorts of nice things. You're a beautiful dog. You're a yeah. good boy. It's not going to take very long. But Bagel the Beagle never believes them. And so yesterday, I hand over the harness and the leash to the vet tech, and I was like, here you go. And <laughs> Bagel did not want to leave my side. Oh, buddy. So she starts walking away, and she's pulling on the leash, and Bagel the Beagle is still trying to walk to me. So you've got this thing where the dog is literally being pulled backwards oh, as he is trying to walk to me. <laughs> he continues trying to walk to me, and she is like pulling him, and she's like, he's not going to make this easy. I said, oh, no, he's going to make it as dramatic as possible (laughs) oh they make us laugh oh they make us smile oh they make us roll our eyes when they're so pitiful and donna has a whole bunch of animals and just a couple in particular are especially pitiful two of my 12 goats peanut and walter we call them our old men because they always like to be the first ones in bed so I was messing around with the ducks and getting them ready for bed and whatever. And Peanut kept kind of making goat noises at me like, Mom, I want to go to bed. <laughs> Open the gate because they were locked out of the barn. 
And he kept making his little goat noises. And I was like, Peanut, just wait. Like, I'm almost done. And he literally, like, threw himself down in a dirt pile and just laid there. And threw his head back. And then made the worst noise I've ever heard. And I turned around and he just, like, kind of gave me this little goat grin or something. And I was like, okay. Bet you feel pretty good about yourself now, Mom. You made a goat cry. Really, when you think about it, it, it's a bit of a harrowing experience. You're putting a teenager in charge of your children. Yep. <laughs> we should be paying them a lot if you think about some of our children. And we just want to know the adventures you've had in babysitting. I babysat for a family when I was in college, and I will never forget. The kids were so excited because they got two fish. They named the fish Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> And they were adorable. However, it was not quite a happy ending because we went to the park and came back. Roebuck disappeared. Oh, no. Sears ate Roebuck because he was a beta fish. Oh, boy. I know. Or Roebuck escaped. I think we should say that. <laughs> Roebuck escaped. That's what I wanted to go with because I was the babysitter and we couldn't find the other fish. You lost a fish while you were babysitting. <laughs> Yeah, like it must have jumped out and went on a walk or I Definitely. Don't know. That sounds that sounds yeah. right. You hope it's going to be an easy evening. <laughs> but often when you are employed as a babysitter, an adventure is coming. I was babysitting a brother and sister and the younger brother uh, decided he would go get in the drawer with permanent markers and use his mom and dad's white leather sofa as his kid. Oh! oh boy. Oh no. You're talking about a child and permanent markers and white leather sofa. What did he draw? Uh, just a straight line. Well, not a straight line, a squiggly line, because I caught him and started grabbing the marker, and then he ran away. And I started panicking, and I said, well, the only thing I can do now is call mom, ask for forgiveness, and hope I can be welcome back. Do you think maybe that mom should have put those permanent markers in a different place? Something tells me he would have found them anyway. Oh. So. He was in the octopus stage. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Babysitting? can be a little risky. Babysitting? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, the closer in age the babysitter is to the babysittee. And so, you know, sometimes my parents would go out and they'd have something they'd need to do and they would feel like it's a good idea for Taylor, the older oh, brother, no, no. to babysit Nate, no. his younger brother, oh. who's, like, what, three and a half years younger? And so I must have been, like, ten. He would have been seven. And we had just gotten... These action figures from a movie that we didn't see, but we thought the action figures were awesome. They were from Waterworld. Oh, my word. And they, they were super cool. Like That's they because just... it would have taken you a year to watch the movie. <laughs> so Seriously. We had our Waterworld action figures, and we were playing with them. And they had Waterworld action figures? They made action figures out of every movie in the 90s. Your mom must have found those in a clearance bin at it Walmart. It didn't matter what movie it was from. If it was even appropriate for children, there was going to be an action figure. I had no idea you played with Waterworld action figures. And this one, hmm. I thought he looked like... This guy probably has really good jumping superpowers. Oh my. He just looks like a really good jumper. There were no jumping superpowers. Hey, I didn't see Waterworld, but my Waterworld jumping power dude (laughs) took a jump across the room. Oh no. And we had a uh, kerosene lamp (gasps) in the room. Oh no. It wasn't lit. No. But it did have glass on it. Well, it was probably decorative. 
Yeah, it uh, it shattered. Oh, we shattered the kerosene lamp with your no your Waterworld action figure. With my shattered. water, yes, the Waterworld action figure, Kevin Costner. It was all his fault. And here's the worst part: when I tried to call my dad at work to tell him what happened, there was a problem with the phone line. So I ended up leaving a voicemail on the cheerleading coach's phone. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey." You work with my dad. You need to tell him that Kevin Costner broke the kerosene lamp. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.